Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground Where the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then but I can see it now There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it I couldn't see it There was Jesus For this girl who needs a in kind of grace For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay I'm not perfect so I thank God every day There was Jesus There was Jesus In the waiting In the searching In the healing In the hurting Like a blessing The shadow of the alleys. There was Jesus.
Jesus, that same Jesus is here today, hallelujah, every time I try to make it on my own, every time I try to stand and start to fall, and all those lonely roads that I have traveled on, there was Jesus, hallelujah, in the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment where I have been and where I'm going, even when I didn't know, even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it, there was Jesus. Hallelujah. Powerful ministration there. Whatever you might have been through, I want you to know that Jesus was there with you. That is why you made it. And today you are here in his presence. Hallelujah. In Psalm 107 verse 19, the Bible says that they cried unto the Lord out of their troubles. And he saved them from their distresses. He sent his word and healed them from their destruction. Hallelujah. When they cried unto God for God to heal them, he sent his word. And this morning, God is about to send his word to you. Your healing is about to be manifested right now. Hallelujah. God is sending his word to save you from your distress, your distraction, and from your trouble. And to do that, he has sent his servant unto us this morning, full of the Holy Ghost, anointed without measure, before the servant of the Lord comes, I want you to stand to your feet as we sing. Something good. Something good. Oh, I know. I know that something good is really going to happen to you today. Amen. Turn to your friend and tell your friend something good is going to happen to you. Say it as if you mean it. Something good 
something good is going to happen to you this morning because Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way today as a person do you believe it what did the person say the sound the sound on stage what did the person say amen thank you father for this morning give you praise give you glory Wow, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for everything. We thank you for everything, Lord. Thank you. Pass our way today, Jesus. Pass our way today. Meet us at the point of our needs. Let us not go back the same as we came today. Make today a special day in our lives. Somebody say, Lord, make today a special day in my life. Lord, make today a special day. Say, Lord, make today a special day in my life. Lord, make today a special day in my life. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our seats this morning. I believe that. Wow. We have come expecting to receive, and I know we will not go back the same as we came. Last week, I started a very powerful message, which I used this book, He That Had, which is a scripture, which is actually a scripture. Uh, he That Had to Him, is it my voice or it's coming from outside? <laughs> okay. He That Had. To him shall be given. And he that had not given what he had shall be taken away from him. This is this book that we are using. And I, I want to encourage you to get a copy of this book. How many of you want to have? And last week you didn't get one of these books. You see, it's a certain trait, you see, certain quality. That produces these things. So you're already exhibiting those, some of those negative qualities. Some of the negative traits. You see, so you have to change. Amen. But let's go to our scriptures in Mark chapter 4. Read a few scriptures and we go on. Mark chapter 4 verse 25. For he that had, to him shall be given. And he that had not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Then God went to Matthew chapter 13 verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. It means that if you have, you have more. And he shall have more abundance. But whosoever had not, from him, shall be taken away even that which he hath. And this is Jesus. This is not a revolutionary who has taken over a nation and is collecting all those who have put money in the bank and taking the rich, rich people's money and distributing to the poor. This is Jesus speaking. And then Jesus also speak a parable in Matthew chapter 5, 24. 
24 to 29. Are you here with me? Are you sure? Matthew chapter 4, 25, 24. Matthew 25, sorry. Matthew 25, 24 to 29. Now we are going to read the verse 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and 29 together. So the person by you, even though the person has covered the mouth, if the person, you can't see the face mask going like that, the person is not saying anything. So we are all reading it. Ready, go. Matthew chapter 25, 24 following. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talents from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away, even that which he has. And, and cast ye the unprofitable. So David is adding more to it. I think the reading, he lies the reading. Okay, so verse 28. Shall I read verse 28 again? Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. And I said, this is not a revolutionary who has taken over a nation. And he's saying that we are taking the money of the rich and distribute to the poor. This is Jesus who is speaking. And he said, take the one from the one who has the least and give it to the person who has even more. What a shock. It's amazing, isn't it? So last week we set off to understand this, the meaning of this mystical word of Jesus. Hallelujah. The meaning of this mystical word that he that had shall receive more. You get it. And then we also said that we read from 1 Peter. Isn't it 2 Peter? Sorry. 2 Peter chapter 5, 8. Let's just recap last week and we set off. 2 Peter chapter 1, 5 to 8. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. And uh, we are all going to read it together. Um, you need to read your Bible. Some of you, as we are reading the Bible, like these demons are getting out of you. Because the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So as you open your mouth and you are, pre you are, you are speaking the word, you are actually delivering yourself. So let's all speak it together. 2 Peter, some of you are saying, are we in class 1? that we are? You, you stand, stand sit there and say, are we in class one that we are speaking the speeches? We are uh, saying the speeches together. So, first, second Peter 1 5 to 8. Shall we start? And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, 
and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8 again, let's read it together. For, For if these things be in you and abound. What things? If what things be in you? What are the things? One. Sorry? Diligence. Diligence. Two. Faith. Faith. Three. Virtue. Virtue. Four. Knowledge. Knowledge or knowledge. Knowledge. Five. Temperance. Temperance. Six. Patience. Patience. Godliness. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly love. And charity. And love. Brotherly love and charity. Brotherly kindness and charity. If they are in you and they are bound, you will neither be what? Barren nor unfruitful. Do you get it? That means that you will not lack. Do you get it? Yes, you will not lack. You will not be a desert. If these things are in you and they abound. So we are seeing. Good to see you, Pastor. We are seeing the things that will make you have more than enough. Isn't it? Yes, we are seeing the things that will make you more than enough. So last week, we spoke about the first we saw about two, where I think we we're taking it randomly. So we spoke about what? Diligence. We spoke about diligence. Who remember the story about diligence? Yolanda, you should remember the story about diligence. What's the story about diligence? Yolanda has forgotten. Ha! Hey, what a, a shock. Millicent, do you remember the story about diligence? Millicent has forgotten. Um, um, Claudia Tete, do you remember the story about diligence? The, the, the story he gave us a, an example of diligence. Claudia Tete. Sorry? Yes, say it. I know you do, you do, but say it. Just, no, just sit down and paraphrase. I will say it. When you say it, you talk, I talk. There, that is not diligence. That is not diligence. Eric Pilim, yes, the story. Um, Bishop, it was about the man who established KFC. KFC. Yes. Kenneth Sanders. How many people are surprised that they have forgotten? <laughs> Give me a wave. Ah, okay, sorry. How many of you were in church last week? How many were not in church last week? I'm not surprised. But you see, if you don't come to church, eh, nothing stops you from going, uh -huh, and you told us you watch online. You see, I've caught you. You say you attended church online, and now you are happily saying I wasn't in church because I'm going to ask you a question. So the story of Kenel Sanders, isn't it? You know why I'm not worried? Because the sower went out to sow. When he finished sowing, at the end of the day, hey, don't, don't fall. At the end of the day, only 25%. So anytime I preach, I know that 75% will forget. 
Anytime I preach, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. I'll still preach. Just make sure you are not one of those who forget. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried at all. So, what's, what's the next example we gave about diligence? Yes, Thelma. Abraham Lincoln, wonderful. What did he do? <laughs> you think you say Abraham Lincoln, then you, you forgot it. What did you learn about Abraham Lincoln? Mention 18 days, 18 days. <laughs> he still lessons. But he did what? He failed at many attempts. Several attempts, Several isn't attempts. it? Yes, Wonderful. 29. Good. At what? About 29. 29 times he 29 failed. 29 years, sorry. Sorry? 29 years. Don't worry, you, have said, you mentioned the name. That is 25 marks. Then we spoke about what again? Virtue, isn't it? We spoke about virtue. And who can tell me the story to remind you of virtue? You see, we say ching chong, but if a Chinese is mentioned, you say chane or something. They will not mention the way we mention, but that's why we are concerned, ching chong chang. So, who remembers the story? The name again. The lali. Yes, you know I'll come to you, so if you have forgotten, who remembers the story? She's forgotten. Okay, then say it. Tell him. It was, it was about um, the emperor wanted someone to take his place. Ah, we even said it. So we gave him a head start. <laughs> uh, okay, so Chen Chong Chang. Okay, so so we said you should what goodness? You should be truthful, isn't it? We should be truthful. Then today, today, we're going to talk about two more, isn't it? I many want to hear two more. Sorry? <laughs> you want to hear four more? Let me see which one. Which one we have to hear. You want to hear four more? Okay, if the Lord wills. Let me see. I think we'll start with um, knowledge. If these things be in you and do what? abound. Do you get it? Abound. You won't lack. You have. You'll be part of he that hath. Amen. Now the positive trait of knowledge is very important. And knowledge is defined. Knowledge is the condition in which you are aware of facts and realities that are true, important, and relevant. You get it. You are aware of what? Facts and realities that are true, important, and are relevant. Amen. Very, 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 very important. Now, six things. How many of you are ready for your anointing today? Now, six things you know you have to know about knowledge. Do you get it? Now, knowledge. Knowledge is valuable. That is why it is called a treasure. Knowledge is valuable. That is why it is a treasure. Amen. And if you read Colossians 2.3, Colossians 2.3, in whom I hid the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, in whom I hid, I hid, so usually knowledge is something that is hidden. You have to go looking for it. Do you get it? 
You have to go looking for it. And when you find it, when you find it, you have something that can make you make it and become he that hath. Number two, knowledge is the personal trait that causes you to live a good and humble life. You see, knowledge will make you live a good and a humble life. James chapter 3 verse 13. He says, who is wise and endued with knowledge among you? So if you want to see a, a, a knowledgeable person amongst a group of people, say, let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness, humility. So knowledge makes you humble. You know, one of the things that can make knowledge make you humble is that, for instance, as a, as a, as a human being, if you have knowledge that there is an end to everyone, that as you are sitting here today, one day, that you are, that you shall return. Doesn't it humble you? It makes you humble. Wherever you arrive, wherever you become, you are still humble with the fact, knowing the fact that one day, you will go. And also the knowledge of the fact that you can, if you stand under a mango tree, you see that green leaves fall and brown leaves fall. That means the old die and the young die. Do you get it? That knowledge will also humble you. It will also humble you. I get what I'm saying. And also, the Lord resisted the proud. But lift up the humble. That also will humble you. So knowledge. That's why sometimes the people who know. The people who know. If you look at someone like Dr. J. Very humble. But it, 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 ordinarily speaking, and it's an Ashanti too. So ordinarily speaking, he shouldn't be humble. Sorry, I don't know why I said that, but it just came out. Ordinarily speaking, he shouldn't be humble. The things he has learned and the things he knows, he shouldn't be humble. But his, see, knowledge is a certain, not the knowledge that he has gotten from books, so, but knowledge of God and certain important truth has made him humble. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So that is knowledge. That is knowledge. Knowledge also is the personal trait that causes you to be filled with grace and peace. It causes you to be filled with what? Grace and peace. Let us read 2 Peter 1 and 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So grace, this morning I was with somebody and the person had a call. And the call was to the, it's almost like your father is almost dying. Almost dying. And I told the person, don't be confused. You already are prepared for it. And you know where the person is going. Don't be confused. Do you get it? And then after a while, I realized there's a certain kind of peace that came on the person. So you realize that, the, what is that knowledge? The knowledge that man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in the body. And the knowledge that man lives on after death, either with God or with the, de with, with the, with the devil. Either in heaven or hell. Sorry. And then also, what makes you go there? Either, whichever way. 
Do you get that knowledge? That knowledge, it brings grace and peace. Are you get what I'm saying? So knowledge brings peace. Number four. This is very important. This is very important. And I want to read it to you. Second Peter 1 3. Second Peter 1 3. He said, According as his divine power had given unto us some things. Some things. Are you sure? Has given to us what? All things. Jennifer, what does all things all mean? So it includes what? It includes what? Buildings. Okay, includes what? Elikem. Money. All things. Includes what? AC. Hap. Wonderful. That's what I wanted to hear. Happiness. Happiness. I wanted to hear things like that. Half of money. Um, buildings. At you said buildings, isn't it? Okay. Happiness includes what again? All things. Oh, because I said that, you don't want to say job. Oh, what are your all things you are believing God for? Peace. 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 Job. What else? Health. All. Bible said, according to his divine power, giving unto us all things that pertain to life. Look, you need some things in life. Oh. Life can be very miserable without some things. I'm telling you. And can be very, you can be very happy with some things. Some of you should have said marriage. And godliness. Through the what? Through the what? Through the word, knowledge of him. So knowledge is very, very, very important. Hallelujah. Knowledge you make God give you all things that pertain to life. So your joy will be full. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then number five. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to escape the corruption of this world. Personal trait that helps you do it, escape the corruption of this world. And also, again, I'm reading from 2 Peter 2.20. 2 Peter, when we come here, we hear a lot of scriptures. Please, when you go, don't only go and remember the stories. Remember the verses as well. Even the stories you are forgetting. For if after they, if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ... They are again, and if after they have escaped the pollution of the, of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangling the ruin overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Now, say we escape the corruption of this world through knowledge. Are you getting me? Through knowledge. Knowledge that your buttocks. It's not meant for sexual activities. You escape the corruption of this world. At, at, when you went to school, you did general science. And you did biology. And you did, I think, by form, okay, I don't know about you, but when we were in school, by form three, 
we do reproductive, reproductive organ. Is that also reproduction? And then we know that there, there's a reproductive system. Is that also as basic as class three? How, how old were we when we, I say class three? How old were we when from three? 11, 12, 13. 13 years or 14 years. We, we knew the reproductive organ that reproduction and what they say. And one year. And then we knew the digestive system. You get it? And one year. <laughs> but at, at what point? At what point did it change? At which point did it change? That now the natural use of the thing has now changed. You are not comfortable with the front. Eh. Even I wanted to say something because there are kids here. Even with that, if you really want to do from the back, it's still possible, but I'm saying not the back of the thing. The the back of the uh, of the of the I don't know what I mean to ask you. I can't understand. No. You can only know that apart from the fact that you are crazy. You are crazy. I mean, can you imagine you go to a petrol filling station and you put your car there and say, put the petrol in the exhaust. Can you imagine? You are going to buy fuel. Then you get the fuel and say, hey, me to a diesel, me to petrol. Then when they just first share exhaust, you may first share have you ever seen that? It doesn't make sense. But that is what people are doing. And they want to get... Can you, what, you want your car to burn? Is it that you have gone and they say they won't let you eat it or what? Then come and let people help you to get one. Then we don't get... But see, you see you are surprised. You are surprised because of the knowledge. Of the knowledge of God. You get it. But those who are doing it, eh, whatever, where they got their knowledge from, it's a very nice, they feel, when I, when I saw one be, now they say, queer. Now it's not only the, LG, it's not only the homo, homosexual and all those who were doing superior school, you thank God for your escape. <laughs> it's not um, um, only that they say queer. So you have to be queer. So I saw somebody was holding a woman and I chained the woman and the woman was barking. Whoa! 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 Queer. Well, he said, yeah, human rights. Human rights. Hey! These days, when you are walking, you get to the airport, they say, are you Ghanaian? So I'm British. Why is my right? I have decided to be British. It's my human right. I'm also now in the minority. I need somebody. I'm not British. So any crazy thing that comes to your mind, just say it. I'm British. When you get to China, I'm Chinese. It's my right. Is it not your right? Is this not part of human right? 
Yes. So, but you see, you have escaped because of knowledge. And some of you, too, you are in church, but you are doing some of these things. Some. You are in church. You see, you, okay, you, the difference between you and this, you, you have to believe God to be delivered. You came, the reason you came to church, you know, you know that what you are doing is wrong. That's why you came to church. Why do you go to hospital? Because you are sick. But when you go to hospital, take the medication. You don't go and stand there and look at the doctors when they give you medicine and you say, I'm going home. You take the medication. Do you get it? So if you are sitting here and you're looking at your face and you do the thing to your anus and then all those type of things. But the lesbians, how do they do it? Okay, whatever, however they do it, I, mean, I cannot imagine, but however they do it. You have to stop. Tell your friend, please stop it. Tell your friend, don't, don't be afraid of the. Tell your friend, please, if you have been in that, stop it. And then listen, listen, and tell your friend, if, if in your mind, if in your mind you think that, oh, as for you, you don't do, but you support them, tell the person, don't be, don't be stupid. Tell the person, don't be stupid. Tell them, don't be stupid. Have you told the person? Oh, don't be afraid. No, no, it's church. It can't beat you. Don't, 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 okay, okay. Don't be, just, just say, don't, don't be silly. That one is an advice. Don't be silly. <laughs> Tell you, I'm just advising you. So you have, I don't know why I got it, but you have escaped the corruption by knowledge. By knowledge. And by the way, the homosexual will go to hell just as the fornicator will go to hell. By the way, are you getting what I'm saying? So, our knowledge makes us to know that even though this one is, of course, people were doing fornication, God never destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah until they went to the unnatural use of their members. To the extent, even when angels came, they wanted to do it with them. You get it. But still, when it comes to heaven and hell, whether you're homosexual or you're a fornicator, you are the same. When you die, a fornicator, when you die homosexual, when you die an adulterer, you go to hell. It's as simple as that. So that one, don't, don't say my sin is smaller. So me, I won't go to hell. Do you get it? Wonderful. Are you here with me? So let me give you this story and then we go to another trait and we pray, we go home. Amen. Now, the man and the hawk this one, people will forget to. You think everybody will remember. I mean, how can you forget Ching Chong Chang? How can you forget KFC? How? You people. Mm. A man had a hawk for a pet, for his pet. The pet used to help him when he went hunting. And if you don't know that dogs can be pet, um, hogs can be pet. I remember one day somebody went to stay with another person and he told the person to go and bath the dog and then bought some food for the dog and treat for the dog. So the person was surprised. He said, why? Dog. <laughs> Let him know. It's okay. Let him continue preaching. The pet used to help him when he went hunting. One day, as they went hunting, the man became very thirsty because they had been walking for long. 
for a long time. Just then, the man saw a small stream of water dripping down a rock. He was so excited about the fresh cool water that was coming out of the rock. He took out his cup and held it out to receive the water coming from the rock above. Just as he was about to lift the cup to his lips, his hawk, his hawk pet, in a quick swoop, kicked his cup, pouring out all the water. Oh. Huh. To his amazement, his pet swooped down and kicked the cup each time he was about to drink some water. After that third swoop, he angrily pulled out his sword and slashed at the hawk. We're talking about knowledge. Slashed at the hawk. He then picked up his pet hawk, which lay dying in a pool of blood. But it suddenly occurred to him that his hawk must know something that he didn't. Because the behavior was odd. He didn't used to behave like that. There must have been some reason why the hawk didn't want him to drink the water. And please, that's, this is very important. Eh? Anytime you have a friend, anytime you, there's somebody by you who you trust, have been with you for some time, and anything happens, try and make an excuse for the person. Try and say, there must be a reason. There, something, something. Make an excuse. Are you getting what I'm saying? Try. The first thought is make an excuse. The first thing must not be an accusation. No matter how the thing is. The first thing must be try and find out what really could be a good excuse for the person to do what he or she did. Very, very important. But this man, obviously, after he killed the hog that he started thinking about it. So, where am I? He decided, then he decided to climb up the rock to see for himself. And what did he see? There on top of the mountain lay a dead poisonous snake in a pool of water. It was this poisonous water that was dripping slowly down the mountain and into his cup. His pet had knowledge that he did not have. That is knowledge. His pet... His father, his pastor, whoever, his teacher, had knowledge that he did not have. His lack of knowledge made him to walk into danger. His lack of knowledge made him to attack his own helper. His lack of knowledge made him to kill his friend. His lack of knowledge made him destroy what he needed most. Recently, I was watching a film, and somebody wanted to kill another person. And so, the only way they could get the person was to get a certain friend, and the friend was loyal to him. The friend was very loyal. I think it was his lawyer. His lawyer, his lawyer had even defended him to the extent that they even put him in jail for years. Yes, so loyal to him. But this person wanted to get the, to the man. So he realized that if he does not, if she does not eliminate his lawyer, 
he won't be able to get to the man. So he went and booked a hotel. He went and booked a hotel and then booked it in the name of the lawyer. And then made another person to go and tell the man that his lawyer has planned with her to go and I mean, do something against him. And the proof was that he was going to run away and stay in a certain hotel. So that was the proof. Ticket, air ticket, everything. So the lawyer was trying to tell the man that he didn't do it. He didn't do it. You see, he said he didn't do it. But because of the ticket and everything, so he took this lawyer to a certain man who extracts the truth. He had a friend, he had a, someone who's a specialist in torturing people to extract the truth from them. Do you get it? You know, there are somebody can torture you that even, even if it's not true, you say it's true. Just so that you, 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 they stop worrying you. Yes. They tortured the man. Just when the man was about to die, then the man got wind that no, something happened. They went, no. It is not this one. I have been tricked. So he went and he begged his friend and begged his friend and begged his friend. Before, I don't know, I, 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 I'm not sure, I've forgotten, but I'm not sure whether the friend forgave him or not, but at least he was freed. But you see, what is it? Knowledge. Knowledge. Bible, it's as a Bible. He says that his lack of knowledge made him kill his friend. His lack of knowledge made him kill his friend. His lack of knowledge made him walk into danger. His lack of knowledge made him destroy what he, what he needed most. And the man needed his lawyer. But lack of knowledge. And we have this explained um, knowledge as what? Who can remember what knowledge is? Knowledge is what? You are aware of what? Facts. Sorry? Reality. You are aware of facts, realities. Hallelujah. So, and relevant to life. That is it. And many people, because of this lack of knowledge, they walk away from the help they rather needed. Oh, there have been people in this church who are going to get married. I knew what they were walking into. I knew it. I knew that this thing, it will not work. But the more I talked, the more I talked, the more they walked into the marriage. The more I talked. Some even thought, why? Why? Do you get it? I remember, I remember a couple many years ago. You never know them. You will never, never know them many, many years ago when I was 48 years old. And you know that now I'm 68, so if you compare all those things together. Some of you came to say, you don't like me. You don't like me. Some said, ah, if we are two girls in the church and all of us love, love this brother, how come you are for this girl and you are not for me? But you see, I had knowledge. I had a certain, I, I had a certain knowledge. The hawk flies. So as the hawk was sitting, I mean, I say sitting, flying on top there, the hawk could see something that the man walking down couldn't see. 
So as the hawk was talking, he was only thinking about his thirst. His thirst. His thirst. His thirst. But you see, your thirst is what is also going to kill you. Because there's a dead poisonous snake up there. The water you are seeing is not water. It's poison. It's poison. Yeah. And sometimes knowledge can let you know that these two temperaments cannot go together, but this other temperament can go. Just know that it's for your good. For your good. For your good. You see, you must have somebody in your life who can tell you that don't do this and you stop. There must be at least one person you fear. And people don't fear. These people don't fear anything. No. You see small, small girls. You take a decision for somebody, they can go and say, pew, pew, pew. They, do, they have no idea about what is up there. They don't know. No idea. What is up there? As Bishop David, you said, they haven't flied. <laughs> they have no idea what is up there. But we have, you see, you should be, you see, in life, eh, be afraid small. Be afraid small. Be afraid. Yes, pastors are doing all manner of things. But you see, be afraid. Be afraid to talk. In fact, this thing came to me yesterday. I guess I was, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking about. I said, people are no longer afraid of the anointing. I was shocked. I don't know why God said that. I was shocked. I don't even know how I remembered for you to come into my message. I was shocked. Be afraid and stop. You see, aren't you, aren't you trying to go forward in life? So why don't you just concentrate on going forward and leave, leave some things to God to handle? Because you don't, know, you, see, you don't know. You are killing the very help you need. The very help. The very help you need is what you are walking away from. That's what you are walking. And I know people have walked away from help. And you have not walked away from me or from your father, from your mother. You have walked away from what you need. It's as simple as that. You have walked away from what you rather need. And people are still walking away. You, are, you, you think you have seen water. Not every water is water. Are you here? Yes. Knowledge. Knowledge. If these things are in you and they abound, abound. Knowledge. One day, somewhere I was talking to someone, saying, My mother says, My mother says. And the person wanted to tell My mother is 70 years. And you are, how old am I? Okay. I've told you I'm 60 plus. Even if I'm not 60 plus, I'm 60 plus. I said, Yes. Your mother is 70 years. It's true. It's true. But your mother has two children, two daughters. Two daughters. And all her experience, two daughters plus her children, her friends' daughters. But I have about 500 experiences of what you are talking about. That's what I told the person. I have about 500 experiences of what you are talking about. So don't, and, and I'm not also, you know, the wisdom of the aged is very important. Bible says you should respect the gray hair. The wisdom of the aged is very important. You, get, you don't know how, you, when you see the aged, pray that God will give you life to grow like them. I mean, to have 99.7 or whatever. Do you get it? So if you get 99, you see the friend who come and visit you. you, see, you see, so. 
Amen. Instead of saying, Lord, let me die at the appropriate time, you say, I should die 99.7. You see the friends you'll be talking to. When nobody visits you, you see how the world is like. Sorry? Yeah, you say, death had deserted me. When my father was going to die, he said that, me, all my friends have left me. And I want to go. And he was saying it with, with some excitement. And I said, ah, how can you talk about death <laughs> like you are going to get married? <laughs> how can you talk about death like that? But what am I saying? Knowledge. Knowledge is very important. Are you here with me? And never underestimate knowledge. See, when you are talking to someone who is experienced, he doesn't have to tell you. He will just tell you something. Haven't you gone to hospital before and the doctor wrote something? He said, the doctor didn't even listen to me. How many of you have been there before? And yet, because of knowledge, if you, listen, if you go and do what he or she told you, you'll be well. Because the person, you see, when you started saying, and I'm a fin fin, and I'm a yem, and I'm a onimadia waka. Onim. Do you get it? There are common things that are this thing. They, they don't. I get what I'm saying. So please be careful. Don't walk away. You kill the hawk. He killed a hawk who was rather helping him or her. The mere fact that the person says, I'll... No, the next one is what? Let us go to the next and the last one because um, then we'll close and go home. Faith. Faith is the um, first one, isn't it? Second one. Diligent faith, adding to your faith. So faith is the second one, isn't it? Let us go to faith. Let us go to faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is a firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Hallelujah. A firm belief in something for which there is no proof. It is also a belief in God. For us, our faith is in God, isn't it? Our faith is in God. And the, a man called Yongicho, he was with his friends, and he was planning to get married. And um, he told his friends he's going to get married. He went to hire himself some one-room apartment. He was using a bicycle. Then he told his friends that, oh, I'm not ready to marry. They said, you, how are you, why are you going to marry? You don't have anything. How are you going to marry? So, I bought a new set of furniture. I bought an um, 85-inch television. I bought my sound system. I bought everything. The friends said, look, when did you buy this? And as was even the girl who he was, he was going to marry to was there when he was talking. And the girl had visited him just yesterday. So when did you get all these things in your room? Because yesterday we all visited, we didn't see anything. Oh, I have bought it. If you like, come and see. Hey. So he took them. When he opened the door, the room was empty. The room was empty. Then, you know what he asked them? Can you see the chairs? 
you seen the television? So they were confused. They said, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Then they, they thought that they were blind. They thought maybe they, had been, they were blind, that they didn't know. So they started, with, we can't see. Where is it? Then he started laughing. So, oh, I see why you can't see the television. I see. So he asked them, Bef- six months before you were born, were you you? I mean, six months before you were born, were you you? You were you, you. You were you. But no one has seen you. Six months before you were born, you were you. Just that no one has seen you, but you were there. As we are talking, I'm sure some people are two weeks pregnant. As we are talking now, I'm sure some people are two weeks pregnant. And that two week pregnancy is going to bring a human being. But look at the person, whether you can see any human being with the person. You can't see any human being. But it is there. It is there. So he said, ah, oh, you know what? My chairs, my TV, they are in the pregnant room of faith. They are in the pregnant room of faith. Room of faith. It's just a matter of month. Six months, three months, nine months. It will come. So see. So, see, so faith is what? Believing in something which there is no proof. The, the proof is your faith. Look what the proof is your faith. Though. And if you want to see proof before you believe, you ain't going to see nothing. If you want to see proof, Pastor Hansen, look, your business, eh, it is there. Big one. And today, by faith, as we use our oil, we are going to give birth. Some things have been in the womb for some time. But we are believing God. Hallelujah. He said they are there. They are there. You just have to have that, that trait of faith. The trait of faith is what Abraham did. That even though he didn't see, he believed. And he kept saying, and God gave us an example in Abraham that even once he didn't have a child, he called him father of many children, many nations. He didn't have a child. What does it mean? It, the proof, the proof that the thing is there is by the confession he made. That was the proof. It's as simple as that. That was the proof. And some of you are waiting for a sign. You are waiting for some proof. If only, if only, I, look, God is not a uh, bet, bet, the one they, the one they bet on the, bet way. God is not bet way. Yeah. His is faith. His is faith. And believe that it is faith. 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 Let me just talk about one. I'm, I'm just looking for one thing about faith. Then next we continue. I'm looking for one thing about faith. Good. 
the fourth in the book, but this one's not about faith. Faith is the personal trait that makes a person a visionary. Now listen to the verse he quoted. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was what? See him who was what? See him who was what? Invisible. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is what? Invisible. And remember one of the secrets of faith is partnering with the invisible. Do you remember? He said one of the things about faith is your partner. And the said he endured, he forsook Egypt, not fearing anything. Enduring because he saw the person who was invisible. Saw the invisible. What did King Nebuchadnezzar see? He saw what? A fourth man. The invisible man. The invisible man. That is faith. And faith is one of the nine traits that if these things be in you and they abound, abound, including faith, abound. So, beloved, you need faith. You need what? Faith. You need faith. You need faith. Hallelujah. Matthew 9, 28. You need faith. And today, as you see, okay, Matthew 9, 28 and 30. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Yeah, that is faith. Director, believe you that I am able to do this. Believe you that I am able to do this. They said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In other words, they had faith. And Jesus wanted to see whether they have faith. Hallelujah. And then, if you look at Luke 5, 18. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. They wanted to bring the person inside. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and led down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their crying, when Jesus saw their emotions, when Jesus saw how hard they were praying, when Jesus saw their what? When Jesus saw their what? Their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, your sins are forgiven. 
And that was a breakthrough. I get what I'm saying. Faith is something that must be in you, and faith can be seen. Jesus saw it. Paul saw somebody's faith. Paul saw somebody's faith. And faith is so faith, something that can be in you. Something that can be in you. Faith is seeing the invisible. When no one else can see, you can see. Hallelujah. And you partner with the invisible. That is why many of us, we see, because we don't see, somebody says seeing is believing. <laughs> see, because we don't see, that's why we can't have faith. But you don't have to see. You don't have to see. You just have to believe. He said, believe that I can do this for you. Believe that I can do this for you. He said, yes. He didn't say, have you seen anything about me that shows I can? No. He said, believe I can do it for you. He said, yes. And today, my question to you is that the bottle of oil you have brought, the believing you are believing God for, believe that God can do it, that, that thing that you are believing him for you, Believe that he can do it. Believe that he can do it. Well, I am not able to do anything. It is God who does it. It is God who does it. And today, many of you are going to move away from here with mighty blessings. Mighty blessings. Powerful keys. Powerful breakthroughs. Because you believe. You believe. And how many of you saw, when he said, believe that God, how many of you saw him even speaking two minutes of tongues? Or even one second of tongues? He didn't say anything. He just said, okay, receive your breakthrough. Believe. Believe. So today, I want you to take your breakthrough. If you came with your bottles of oil, just lift it up. Sit down and lift it up. Don't stand, don't do anything. My question, Believe that God can do what you're asking him to do. I'm asking you, okay, do you, you, okay, first lift it up. If you came with your bottle of oil, I'm not going to put my oil, any oil on anybody. You yourself, you know that there's coronavirus. Even without it, I would not have done it. So, take those of you who believe. Even those who don't believe, they didn't bring it. Except those who are not in church. But if you're not in church, you should have asked. Or you could have gone back to the video. We are always on Facebook. So if you couldn't come to church this Sunday, all that you need to do is go back on Facebook, play the message. Everything that happens in church will be there. So you can't say, I didn't know. So what were you doing? You were watching Supreme Court case. You have everything about you have watched, but not church. Not church. (laughs) Not church. That is what also you need. Supreme Court case, if the person person lost, the person won, life is the same. Where are we in Mutias here? Do you get it? Take out your bottle of oil. Take out your bottle of oil. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Just a simple question. What you want God to do for you with this bottle of oil? Do you believe that after I pray over this oil, do you believe that God through this anointing oil can solve that problem for you? Can, would answer that problem for you? Will answer that question for you. Do you believe? Can send you that healing. Do you believe? Do you believe? If you have your bottle where you believe, stand to feed your oil and pray for you. Where is mine? 
have three. One for me. I brought three oil. Where? Ah, I brought three oils. Three oil, please. Or three bottles of oil. Good. Okay, hold one for your mother. Good. Do you believe? Father, we believe. Therefore, we are brought. I pray. Was not Jesus, listen to me, was not Jesus sitting at table, eating bread, and drinking wine with his disciples, and then he took the bread, the same bread, the same bread, he took it, then Bible said, after he had given thanks, he said, this is my body. That means that after he prayed, he believed that the, the bread was no longer ordinary. It had the power. We hear Paul say that some people have not taken this wisely and well, they didn't discern the body and they are sick. So that bread he took up to today, it heals and it kills. Yeah, if you don't take it well. This it's just an ordinary bottle of oil. But when we pray over it, you have faith. You believe, lawyer, you believe. You have faith and you believe. It will come to you. Whatever you are believing God for. So after I pray, I don't know what you are believing God for, but Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. He knows it. Lift it up by Father. Thank you for these ordinary bottles of oil we are holding. We believe in the invisible that if we partner with the invisible by our faith, mighty things will happen when we apply this oil. And today, we ask you, touch these bottles of oil. We receive it now as the power of God that can change our situation. We believe it now and receive it now at the power of God that can open doors for us. We believe and therefore we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Those of you who do, you can open it and anoint yourself with it and put it there. Anytime, anywhere, believe God. This is going to speak for you. This is going to speak for you. This testimonies are going to accompany this. If you were not in church last Sunday and you could have watched face where you didn't. You see, I say, I'm talking about traits. What will make you lose the anointing is what didn't make you watch the video. The same way you didn't watch it is why you are so poor. Because if I were you, I was not in church. There's Facebook. Instead of going to watch Supreme Court case, I would have watched the church service. The same way the same way. Some of you want to say, brother, give me some of your oil. But anyway, merciful Jesus. You want, you want somebody to give you part of the oil? Please don't touch the oil. No, don't, don't let anybody touch your oil, but you can pour some in the hand of the person. You can pour it in the hand of the person. Don't let anybody touch. Don't forget we are still obeying the coronavirus protocol. If you believe that, if the person, don't give it to anybody who doesn't believe. If the person believes and comes to you, give it to the person. Otherwise, just don't worry yourself. 
now just put on your oil and let's just worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Like a woman at the well, I was seeking. Everybody's standing, everybody's standing, everybody's standing, everybody's standing. But then I heard my Savior's Everyone standing. Draw from the well that never shall run dry. Take it again, take it again. Like a woman at the well. I was do you believe he's able to do that which I brought to him today? For if you believe, you are going with that blessing. You are going with it. But then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from the well that never surround dry. If you believe, come and quench if you believe. the thirsty of my soul. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. The brother is brown, the brother is brown, brown. Come. Yes, you, you, you. Yes, come. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For me, that could not satisfy. Oh, but then I heard my Savior speaking. Are you in this church? Drop from the west. Why did you come? This is your first time of coming. Your second time, you're not this Wow. I just saw you. I just saw you. I just saw you. Thank you, Father, for all the powerful things, mighty things, miracles, breakthroughs that have happened here today. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. The brother with the t-shirt that is called, there's written N on it. Just 
come. There's end on it. Come. We believe. We believe. Like a woman, I was seeking. Wherever you are, believe in the invisible. For things are you in this church? You are in this church. Move your mouth and empty your face. But then, how long have you been in church? I heard my Savior speaking. Since we came here, from where you want to Have you joined any ministry? Like a woman out of the well. I was for things that could not satisfy. Yes, nothing. But then I heard my Savior speaking. Drop from the well that never Today, I tell you, can you see the third person, the fourth person with you? Can you see the invisible with you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Problems are solved, mountains have been moved, valleys have been filled, doors have opened, sicknesses have been healed, jobs have been found, favor has come in the name of Jesus. Children have come, marriages have come. Things are turning for the better. In the name of Jesus, deliverance has come. I thank you, Lord. We believe. Therefore, we go home, partnering the invisible for our breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Put hands together for Jesus. Take your. Let us take our. You came with your bread and wine, isn't it? For communion. You came with your communion. You came with your bread and wine. You came to your communion. You know, it's, it's Corona, so nobody... You bring it to yourself if you believe. Do you know that people don't believe in communion? So those who believe, if you brought your communion, the, what you have in your hand may seem like ordinary oil, but from today, it is the power of God in your life. If you believe... Where's my communion? Okay. If you came, your, some of you can come with bottles of communion. Anytime you feel like taking communion, you take some bread and you drink the blood. If you believe. Me, I've come to say not everybody believes. Not everybody believes. 
So when you come to don't think that all of us, look, Bible said that many people were following Jesus. There was a stampede and they were touching Jesus. Then Jesus said, somebody has touched me. And he said, wow. How are you, why are you saying this? Jesus said, I know that somebody just didn't come to church. Somebody came to church with faith. Somebody came to take the communion with faith. And the person has touched me. And we saw the person who touched him. So don't think that everybody believes. If you believe, do what you believe. So if you came with your blood and the bread, lift up your bread. Father, thank you. Anytime there's communion, you come with your own communion element. Father, thank you for these ones who believe that this is the body that was broken for them. And they believe the blood, in the blood, that the blood of Jesus. Can you give some to my guests here? I think if you have, if you have some of these ones, you don't have, because I have a lot of guests if they want to take the pastor there. But, but do you have your um, sanitizer? Why do you believe yourself like that? Ah, you, you sanitize your hands, okay. Okay. You believe yourself, uh, Power belongs to our God forever and ever. Do you believe that power and mind belong to our God? Power and mind belongs to our God. After he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which was broken for you. This is the body of Jesus. And we believe, we accept, we take it as the body of Jesus. It means anything that could not handle the body of Jesus cannot handle you. If Jesus will not be put down by sickness, it means after this you will not be put down by sickness. For God is on your side. Thank you. Divine. You see, I have bread to eat. The bread that when you eat, you will never be hungry again. This is the bread of life. This is the bread. It's your healing. It's your healing. It's filling you with life. Thank you for your body. Everybody say his body. Take it in Jesus' name. And then the blood. 
When all fails, the blood never fails. The last of the cuts that the Lord used. When all hope was lost, and Jesus, you know, death is the end. Death is the last enemy. And Jesus had to use death to confirm the power of the blood. This is the blood that Jesus shed for us. If you believe, he prayed over the one and said, this is my blood. And as we pray over it, this is the blood of Jesus. Anybody who wants to put you under in any way, this blood will break the hand. Any evil that is planned against you, this blood will thwart it. Anything that has been said against your life, in any corner, anywhere, this blood will speak for you. But he speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. This blood will speak for you. Any accident, destruction planned against you, when they come and they see the blood, they shall pass over. This is the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this privilege to partake of your blood, his blood, the blood of Jesus. Bring it. We are sorry if you couldn't get it, but you also know that we have to follow the COVID protocols and everything. So next time, belongs to a God forever and ever. Amen. You know, I have come to believe strongly that any time we come to church, the Lord touches some people. Yeah. I've come to believe strongly. There have been many times I leave church, I'm going home, and God I feel in me that many have been touched. And then I also feel in me that many came just like that. As for who will be touched, it is God who knows. He was the only one who said, somebody has touched me. He's the one who said that somebody has touched me. And let me tell you something. The mere fact that your friend by you is sitting down, didn't mean you should have sat down. It didn't mean that at all. Some of you, you sat at the wrong place today. You sat by the wrong person today. And it, it pains my heart. You see, you are now standing. You see, never do that again. Anytime you come to church, anytime you close your eyes and do what you are supposed to do. Don't sit because not everybody has faith. And not everybody came the way you came. So anytime you are coming to church, you are coming to God. But he that coming to God must believe that he is. He is. Don't believe that your friend is saying you he is. And think about yourself. Your friend may crack jokes. Never mind a friend. Stand and believe what you believe. Lift up your eyes and say, Father, thank you for touching everybody here today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let's take our seats. Wonderful. We want to take quickly. We want to quickly take our first and best and our tithe. When we take our first semester at our time. So if you came to church, you came to church. How many percentage leaders are here? Give me a wave. Okay. Should we take the tithe first from the percentage leaders? Okay. We are going to take the tithe first from pastors and percentage leaders. So 
if you are a pastor, a pastor, you brought your tithe. If you are brought your already, it's okay. But you brought your tithe or first semester today, stand to your feet, let me pray for you. You see, you don't know why I'm doing that too. Me, myself, I don't know why I'm doing it. If you have brought it already for what month? What is this month? We are in March. Hey. If you brought it already in February, you are a pastor leader, you are a pastor, stand to feel and pray for you. If you brought already in February. Father, partnering with the invisible, touch your children. Touch their finances. Touch everything that concerns their blessings. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you. I give you praise. May they be first partakers of the blessing that you have poured on us today as you passed by in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. So if you brought it today, if you brought it physically, come and put it in the basket. If you have to give by Mumu, where's the Mumu for the pastors and the put it there, put it there before we take the rest of the offering, the tithe. You brought it, come and put it in the basket or give it by Mumu. We encourage more of Mumu than physical, but some of you, Mumu cannot contain your... Mumu has limit, isn't it? It's how much? 5,000. So had 10,000. But your Mumu say cannot take your tithe, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> now, any one of you brought your first and best of your tithe for February... Some of you, I think it's January or December last year. But you brought your first and best. I stand to feel and pray for you. Your first and best or your tithe, stand to your feet. Any other person, stand to feel and pray for you. Stand to feel and pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for these ones, honoring you their first and best and their tithe. They believe, and therefore they have brought. Bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let your word come to pass in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and put in the offering. But if you brought your Benempi and everything, when we are taking the offering, you bring it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to encourage you, if you are in church, financially commit yourself to church by especially your tithe. And then I've also, by information from the cashiers, they say that you don't label your first and best well. You see, when you are feeling your first and best, you should say that this is the month of February. And then you have your index number. If you don't have index number, you have not registered. And I hear some of you are manufacturing your own index numbers. I don't know whether you are born twice or whatever. You are manufacturing your own index numbers. And if it's your first time, your, this is your lifetime index when you move anywhere in the UD. Use the same index number, it's a lifetime number. And then, if you are paying for the first time, it's when you add your date, your telephone number, so they can record it and send you acknowledgement that they've received your tithe. So, I want to encourage all of you do it well, do it properly, label it well. So that easy, if we don't know, one day when you no, you will not die. Ah, but. But you label it properly, label it properly and everything, and you'll be blessed. Amen. Wonderful. Have you all given your first and best in your tithe?
wonderful. Now take out a good offering. Don't take out your change. Today, Bishop David was telling us that even, you know, and it's true. When he said, I read that it's true. You know the beggars? There are some, some when you give them money, they feel you have dishonored them. And they don't say thank you. Because when they see the car you are driving and how much you give to them, and they knock on your window, ah, just when you didn't open your window early, so they couldn't even go to the next cars. Then when you open the window, and you, you give them, you threw some one city there, then it's like, so sometimes when you are going, they insult you. You get it. God is not a beggar anyway. Take out a good offering. Take out a good offering. I think the, the fresh ah, okay, you have a song to sing for us. Uh, okay. Take out a good offering, every one of you, and lift up your offering. If you believe that the word of God is true, that when you give, it is more blessed to give than to these days. It's about you and your God. You and your God, if you believe. Just take out a good offering and lift up. Let's pray. Because faith is an individual thing. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all these ones who believe and they are giving. If it's on your phone, just lift up your phone. Thank you for all these ones who are giving. Bless them as they give. Bless them because they have faith. They believe. Meet their needs and bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have it physically, there are baskets there. You put it in it or you come to Put it here. Otherwise, we give by Momo. The numbers are on the screen. Whilst we welcome our dear sisters to give us mini fresh oil to give us uh, song for the offering. Once. Please keep your social distance as you come and put in Hallelujah. your offering.
myself in her Disgraceful woman moving from house to house and from sin to sin. You know what I mean. Many things I cannot say, but I know the Lord, you know all about me. Lord, you know it all. You are my God. Jesus. Wow. Wow. What a church. What a service. 
What a bishop. What a preaching. What an anointing. Hallelujah. He that has. Get a copy of the book. Powerful. Amen. We receive wisdom today. Um, knowledge and what? Faith. Praise the Lord. I feel we have been served with balanced diet today. Hallelujah. We have received all the vitamins and uh, every spiritual nutrients that we need has been deposited in our spirits today. Thank you so much, Bishop. We are not leaving this place the same way we came. Coupled with anointings and communion. Hey! Total blessings. A total package. Hallelujah. We thank God for his blessing upon us. And we, we, we know that we belong to a very good church. We have a powerful pastor and an anointed bishop overseeing us. As you listen to the preaching, hear the word of God, be blessed and be transformed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, as every head bowed, every eye closed, you are here today. Very solemn moment. Maybe somebody invited you to church today. Deep down in your heart, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, but you want to take the decision. You want to say, today, pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. I want to partake fully of the blessings of the Lord. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Maybe you're listening to us, watching us live on Facebook. Wherever you are, you want to say, Pastor, today is my day. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you wherever you are. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. You want to give your life to Christ today. God bless you. My brother over there, I see your hand everywhere at the back. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ today. If you have lifted up your hand, lift up that right hand way above your head. Way above your head. God bless you. God bless you. Everywhere, wherever you are, lift it up. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Today is your day. If you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. God is about to visit you specially. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, Everywhere, I want you to do one more thing. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Stand, stand up. Stand to your feet wherever you are. If you have, your hands are up, stand to your feet wherever you are. And I want you to take a step and walk to me in the front here. Come. Come to me in the front here. Clap for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Not to any man. Give from those who are giving their life to Christ. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Today is your first time of worshiping with us here today. Today is your first time of worshiping with us here. I want you also to lift up your hand and come. Come and join these ones right here. Today is your first time. 
somebody invited you first time of coming to this church apart from those who came with our sister Ruby today is your first time I want you to come to me as well we are many. come come we everywhere are oh clap for them we are one first time in come. come we want to receive you we want to welcome you specially we want to show we you levels hallelujah we in the Lord Jesus Christ, binding us together with one cord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you for coming for our brothers and our sister giving your life to Christ. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Let's all join them to pray. Hallelujah. Close your eyes wherever you are and say after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I thank you for coming to die on the cross for me. I thank you for coming to die on the cross for me. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. And please write my name. And please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. From today. From today. I am born again. I am born again. Lord. Lord. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on From me. From today. From today. I want to live a new life. I want to live a new life. With Jesus in my heart. With Jesus in my heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For saving my soul. For saving my soul. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816. Or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-940. 0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam DHMM. Also at Loyalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedovenia. God bless you.